0: Welcome to a special edition of Telco Cyber Talk. In this edition, lot CEO, Erz sits down with Ed Amoroso, former AT&T executive, and the CEO of Tag Cyber. During their conversation, they're going to discuss the future and the value of service providers as security providers. Erz will also share his vision for the future of 5G network protection, the challenge of moving from 4G to 5G, and the potential for giving operators safe networks and safe services for their subscribers, whether they're mobile, at home, in the office, or on the go. Stay tuned and you'll even discover what a communication service provider has in common with the water company. Are you intrigued? Let's go! Hi, this is Ed Amoroso from Tag Cyber, and I want to welcome you to our discussion today. I have my good friend, Arez Entebbe, who is the CEO of a lot and a, uh, an industry veteran. And we're going to learn quite a bit today about uh, how a lot improves both users, uh, like say individuals and families, and also small businesses in their quest to reduce cyber risk. Arez, it's very nice to see you. Good to see you too, Ed. Thanks hey, for having me. Why don't we start? Just give us a, maybe the brief uh, uh, elevator speech or thumbnail on the company, which I think is fascinating what you do. And then we'll dig into some of where you came from, the tech, and, and maybe some future predictions. But just a brief summary would be a wonderful way to get started. Sure.
1: With pleasure. Uh, we're a publicly traded software company. We're targeting communication service providers globally. And our main goal and mission in life is to enable the communication service providers, the ISPs, to secure the internet connection for consumers and and small businesses. In other words, as we see the rise of uh, of threats on the internet, we believe that the pipe, the internet access pipe that the uh, service providers are bringing to the consumers should be secured by the, by the providers themselves, not necessarily not necessa- the consumers to do anything in order to get a secure access to the internet. Uh, and
0: our goal in life is to make that happen. You know, as you guys built the business, which has been growing uh, dramatically, what, did, was it originally just the threat? that that drove the the need here like just a growing uh risk that people have both their identity and to their money and to their services and accounts was that really what drove this just a an observation that 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 those risks were increasing
1: i think you know it, it started uh, it started our legacy if you like is actually in dpi deep packet inspection hmm. so what we've been doing for years is we've been uh, providing software that sits in the core of the operator's network and basically looks at all the traffic and understands what's going on there and we were looking for ways how do we bring a lot more value both to the operator and to the uh, end user to the consumers how do we bring value from all the uh, everything that we're seeing going on there and it became obvious as we saw the threats grow and uh, as we saw more phishing attempts and ransomware attempts etc cetera, etc cetera, it became pretty obvious that that consumers were not able really to protect themselves against that and we were sitting on all this information and it all flow it flowed through our software and we could we just told ourselves hey we can take a look at this and we can protect them we can filter it in the network before it ever reaches anyone and that's how it got started
0: it would seem to me that that concept should resonate because just that everybody understands That the way you get to the internet and the way content comes to you is through your service provider it's probably the 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 one common denominator that we all deal with did you find as you've been building and and growing the business has that been something that people understand particularly say uh, non-technical folks like a small business might not have security experts or even it experts did they kind of get the concept I think when when we when we talk to people
1: and we run surveys globally in many countries we see a, a few very interesting things. First of all, there's a very very high level of awareness today uh, to the threats on the internet, privacy, uh, phishing, etc. People are concerned about it. Second, they do expect that the operators will protect them. It's much, you know, I like to use the analogy of uh, the water utility company. When I when I connect to a water utility company at home and they sell me water, I fully expect the water that they bring to my home to be clean and filtered and ready for consumption and safe. I don't expect them to bring me water with a whole lot of crap that I have to install a filter and a purifier and so on and so on just so I'm safe when I use the water. Same thing on the internet. People normally would und- will expect the uh the communication service provider that's bringing them the internet to filter the bad stuff out and just bring them what they want and
0: safely how important has it been for you to make this really easy like i I, to your point with water there's not much i have to do i'm assuming that end users don't have to go in and set up complicated configuration files or make a lot of complex decisions is is the experience a a simple one for for individuals families and and businesses
1: ed you know it has to be it has to be it has to be so simple that the consumer the family the small business doesn't have to do anything they just have to they just have to accept that somebody's taking care of them because as soon as you tell people Okay, you know what? Uh, here's a security app. It will it will safeguard your phone, your computer, whatever. All you have to do is download, click here, click there. You're done. As soon as you do that, 95% of people don't do anything. They are either concerned. They are either uh, they don't want to bother now. They uh, they don't know if uh, if it's uh, if it's a virus itself or it's protecting them, but they don't do anything. So it was very, very critical for us from the get-go to have this as completely zero-touch, completely clientless, really a pure service that the consumer doesn't have to do anything.
0: You know, I've devoted my life to try to get people to take security more seriously. I'm, not, I'm failing miserably at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just keep trying. Now let's talk about the service providers. I would imagine that the, 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 the real work here is integrating. Tell, tell me a little bit about that experience, like, is every service provider the same, different? Are you able to use a common platform across uh, multiple ISPs and CSPs? What, what's been your experience in dealing with that industry? The platform is actually uh, quite common across the various operators.
1: Uh, there's not a whole lot of work on integration or customization or things like that. Uh, not on the platform itself, not on the security aspects themselves. Those, those are pretty much common across the board. Uh, there are two areas where we do see the need for uh, for better integration and uh, and uh, sometimes even customization. One is uh, the uh, uh, the I would say the the onboarding process, where like every service provider will have their own portal or they will have their own way of uh, of, uh, interacting with customers. And if you just want to even send information to the customer, you have to interface with that, and that requires some integration. And the other point is uh, uh, on mobile networks is very, very easy. On fixed broadband, it's a little bit more difficult because on fixed broadband, we have to put our security agent inside the routers. So we have to integrate with a wide variety of routers, which I think we've gotten very, very good at doing, and we know how to do that. But beyond that, it's really a very common platform.
0: To sort of simplify the architecture, and you know, you you and I both um, telecom. I spent my whole life there. I always think about the at a broad level, the infrastructure that you're working with. The, you're, you know, these providers is having kind of a core network and then there's an edge where they're touching customers and then there's a customer prem is that the right way to think of it though just sort of opportunistically is that where you guys have gone to try to um, reduce risk is, am i am thinking about that the right way
1: you're thinking about it the right way mm-hmm. and and uh, and we've come to the conclusion that we actually have to be a, in all these uh, enforcement points <laughs> yeah. uh, because no, really, because when uh, you know if you're if you're uh, on your mobile network, for example, then and we want it to be zero touch, clientless, and so on. So we're not going to put anything on your device. So we have to be in the core network because that's the only place where we see the traffic that's really coming to you, uh, and we can filter it out there. Uh, but if you're working on your broadband at home, uh, you're you know you're at home, you're working on your Wi-Fi inside the home, and so on um the most effective place for us to uh, to enforce security is actually on the router that's inside your home on prem uh, now that router is controlled and monitored uh, by the communication service provider. so we know we know how to do that but this will this enables us a much much higher degree of security because if we're sitting in the router and we see traffic not only coming in and out of the home, but we see traffic that's going east-west inside the home, we can now differentiate and say, okay, this is the kid's computer, so we're not going to allow access to, I don't know, certain types of content. Or this is a, a thermostat, so it's not, gonna, it's not supposed to be streaming anything right now to Russia. Uh, so we can and we can quarantine that if we need to. So by being inside the home, we can provide a much much higher level of security than just sitting behind in the core. But we have to be in both. And and the architecture of our solution is such that we have multiple enforcement points both in the core and in the routers and on the DNS line as well. But all of them are managed by a uniform a management system. That is continuously updated with the latest feeds, threats, uh, information, and so on. So we ensure that, regardless what the access is, regardless if it's your broadband, regardless if it's your if it's your uh, mobile uh, connection, whatever, you're ensured the absolute latest and greatest security. Again, seamlessly to the consumer, we take care of that in the in, in the network.
0: Now, a lot of times in cybersecurity, we kind of break the um protection into sort of visibility where I, I can see what's going on and then mitigation where I'm fixing I think you guys do both right do I have that correct like you're pulling you're, you have ob- observational capability where you can see what's happening but in addition I think you guys are in line and you'll you'll block threats do I do I have that right absolutely yeah.
1: absolutely it's not it's not enough just to see it we have to, again, when, especially when we're talking about, uh, about uh, consumers and small businesses, it doesn't do much good if, you know, if somebody told my mother, for example, that there is a phishing at- attack on her, she should do something about it. She's not gonna do anything about it. As there, as, as somebody, we wanna take that responsibility off of her. We wanna block that from happening to her in the first place. Uh, so it's, uh, we have to recognize the threat, we have to identify it, then we have to block it, and we have to do that online without any user intervention. That's the key to everything here.
0: What has been your philosophy about the progression of mobility? Because, um, again, a lot of this is both uh, there's wireline and sort of, sort of the, the more fixed infrastructure, but also this progression to 5G. What has what, what uh, a lot been doing in that area?
1: Well, we've been, uh, we've been working very hard in the 5G area as well. Networks will, uh, you know, the networks globally uh, will transition to 5G within the next, I don't know, depends which country, but in the next few years, 10 years, depending on the country and the different pace. Uh, As we move from uh, from 4G to 5G, uh, there's going to be, I think, uh, an order of magnitude uh, growth in the threat uh, because... Number one, 5G has a lot more bandwidth, so it's a lot more susceptible to attacks. Number two is there are many, many connection points to the internet on 5G. Unlike 4G, where it's basically all the connections are done in a few points, and you can protect those points and maybe get some level of protection. On 5G, it's all over the place. Uh, So you really have to be inside the network, and you have to mitigate much, much larger scale attacks. Now, uh, we're, we're luckily in a position where this exactly plays to a lot strengths because we have traditionally come from the operator's environment, from dealing with massive amount of, uh, of throughput, of gigabits, terabits of information. Uh, so we know how to deal in real time with very, very high capacity uh, uh, networks. And we know how to deal with them, not just like we said before, not just by, by identifying the threat, but also mitigating it in real time. And that's, a, that's pretty unique to us. Uh, and I think that, uh, as, so as we go into 5G, that creates for us, I think, a huge opportunity going forward.
0: So uh, in a sense, the primary um, customer for a lot is the providers. You know, for the end, it's funny, the end users yep. will benefit but really, you're doing business primarily with ISPs and uh, and CSPs. I hope a lot of them are watching uh, today. Uh, excuse the pun there. But I, I hope they're watching the, the discussion here. It's been my observation, and I think you you and I have chatted about this in the past, that this is just a natural um, assumption moving forward that this just becomes something everybody's doing. Is that, If you had to make one prediction, would it be that, that this really moves from maybe a... Um, discretionary or um, nice to have into an absolute must have. I mean, I know I'm in that camp, but am I I reading that right, that this becomes eventually just something that every service provider is doing? I think you're reading it absolutely
1: correctly. Um, If I look where we were, you know, even three, four years ago, when we would come to operators and tell them, look, you know, you you've got to transition from being just a broadband provider to being a secure broadband provider. You have to add value. You you can't just you can't just dump uh, all the bits into somebody's home device, whatever. You have to protect them. Um, most operators would tell us, uh, you know, that's a, it's a very interesting idea. Uh, <laughs> And it was it was a hard it was hard to get out of that hole. Um, even in the U.S., three years ago, none of the major operators were uh, a, were really interested in, in rolling out a network-based security and taking on that sort of responsibility. I think if I look at it today, that has changed dramatically. Basically, all the U.S. operators today are looking one way or another. To, uh, to start deploying a network-based security for their consumer and, and business uh, customers. If I look globally, we're seeing more and more operators that are coming and say, okay, we understand. We have got to be a secure broadband provider. It's part of our responsibility. Our customers, the operators' customers, they expect that of us. And if we don't do it, we'll be left behind. So I would guess that within some number of years, not too many, yes, it will be an absolute necessity as they, they won't be able to have a, just a, 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 I would say a transparent pipe that they don't care what passes on. They'll have to secure
0: it. If there's some network operators watching us right now, what, what's the best way for them to be in touch with you? Is the website or what, how, how should they uh, contact you guys? The best way or the easiest way if they don't know
1: us yet is
0: yes, the website
1: uh, so uh, that that would be the easiest way uh, to connect with us and we've got you know we've got people really globally all over the world. We work with operators everywhere uh, from north south america to uh, to europe, japan, asia, Africa, Australia, anywhere. Yeah. we'd be very
0: happy to work with them chances are they know you already so well listen on behalf of my team at tag cyber i i so enjoy working with you guys i'm a little biased because i just love this topic so much but keep up the good work it's good for the industry it's good that you guys are doing what you're doing it cleans up a lot of uh, a lot of threat that i think gets lost particularly with individuals so keep up the good work and uh, i hope uh, i hope you're enjoying all the things and i hope you're having a, a nice summer.
1: We are. Thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate
0: appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the nice words. Thank you. And for everyone else watching, we'll see you next time.